So hello and welcome to episode 5 of the 2020 season of the Shiny Side Up podcast, dedicated to improved production racing around Australia and hosted by Mick Hazelton and myself, Chris White. This episode was recorded on 7 July 2020. In tonight's episode, Mick and I recap recent IP news and discuss upcoming events across Australia as racing resumes in most states. More content is on the way, so stay tuned for further episodes coming up soon. My apologies for the enforced absence, but personal issues, including an ongoing interstate move and a new job, have been a significant barrier in recent months. Thanks to Mick and to all our listeners out there for your ongoing support. Don't forget to subscribe on Facebook and in your podcast app for future episodes. Hope you enjoy the show. So hello and welcome to another episode of the Shiny Side Up podcast. I'm Chris White and joining me again, Mick Hazelton. How are you doing, Mick? I'm well, thank you, Chris. Hello, everyone. And Mick, lot to catch up on, lot to talk about. Um, but before we get started, I would like to offer my apologies to our listeners. It has been a crazy few months for me, at least. A uh, lot of personal stuff going on, which uh, I won't bore you all with. Uh, some of you are aware of a little bit of what's happening in my life, but probably the biggest part of that is, well, I'm not a resident of New South Wales anymore. As of yesterday, I am now a resident of South Australia, and that means, I guess, that I will soon be a member of IP South Australia. So I'm looking forward to meeting my uh, future uh, friends and competitors in the IPRA South Australia community. So I just want to thank a few of you. Uh, You know who you are out there who've been kind enough to reach out to me already and and welcome me to, to Adelaide and to South Australia. So looking forward to getting to know many of you a lot better uh, in the coming weeks and months and probably years uh, now that I'm living down here. Uh, So that's exciting uh, and one of the reasons why you haven't heard from us for a while. But before we get uh, more into, I guess, IP and other things that are happening, let me once again just acknowledge and thank the IPRA New South Wales sponsors, Yokohama, Ravenol, Aussie Hire, Faber Competition Parts, Midas, Autocraze and Bring It Digital. Uh, And I'd also like to thank and introduce the IPRA South Australia sponsors, Tire Power Kensington Park, autosport.com.au, Andraos Auto, Ministry of Beer, sounds like an awesome sponsor, I've got to get to know them a bit better, (laughs) TRP Ductwork, and Lamination System, Australia's Lamination Specialist. Thank you to those sponsors and to all the sponsors who support IP racing, improved production racing around Australia. Thanks for helping our category be bigger and better and stronger and helping us to uh, have the opportunity to do what we love. So thank you for sponsoring our category. Sounds like we need uh, an IP New South Wales versus IPSA beer off with Beards (laughs) R Us versus Ministry of Beer. I don't have to get back on board. Mate, I don't think there'd be many people who would uh, turn down an opportunity to to, uh, be a part of the taste test or the competition beer off. I'm pretty sure I've been a pace setter for a few years. So, you know, I think I'll be be on on speed for this contest. That'll be good. And, like, it's going to be... It's going to be good and interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> Maybe it can be a return round robin tournament, uh, IP South Australia and IP New South Wales coming well, to each other's you... tracks and getting stuck into beer. I think post-COVID, that sounds like an amazing idea. Sounds great. And now I've got an extra reason to come and visit the bend again. Never <laughs> mind unfinished business and the track is just freaking amazing. So I can't wait to drive on it again. And they're all down there. So I've got to... You know, come say good day, see the new digs, and um, 
yeah, hopefully we can go play on the track down at uh, the band and also Malala. Mate, looking forward to it. Very good. So, IP around Australia, mate. Uh, not huge amounts been happening, but things are starting to uh, open up. Things are starting to to get moving again. So, um, firstly, IP Nationals. It looks like um, they've been postponed to 2021. Many of our listeners won't be surprised to hear that and probably already know. And uh, I've been in contact with Drew Lawrence, who we're hoping to actually still have on the show shortly to discuss... Um, IPRA Queensland's plans for next year's event and obviously the reasoning behind why it was postponed. Uh, I mean, your thoughts around that, Mick? I think it had to happen. Like, it's 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 too much effort and dedication and people's personal time that goes into organising any big event, never alone a nationals for IP, that you can't expect them to be able to keep commit to that time and effort and also to the sponsors and everyone else that needs to commit without knowing if you could even run the event like Mm. it i think it was smart of them to get the communication out good and early nice and clear it was a great little video i like the youtube release it might have been on facebook too i'm not sure i'm not on facebook but like it's it's i think it was well done by them it was very proactive and look it gives me you know, more time to get my car ready to try and make it to the yeah. Queensland National. So I'm happy about that personally. But, but I, like, seriously, I think I don't think there was any other choice. I think it had to be delayed, even though we all would have loved that to look forward to at the end of the year and to help us get through some tough times for some people and some unknown times. But those tough and unknown times is what has led, I believe, anyway, you know, to Queensland to to postpone it, I think it was a smart decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look, I think, you know, having spoke to Drew about this, uh, you've echoed a lot of what he said, and there are a lot of other reasons behind it too, which um, I'm sure Drew will go into, but look, one of the key reasons being, of course, as you've said, that there's just no certainty uh, around who could have made it, uh, simply from a physical standpoint in terms of borders being opened or closed. As we record this, there. Victoria has been cut off from the entire country. So, you know, who knows what would happen in October, um, whether, you know, borders could will be reopening worse. and everything's exactly. fine. Exactly. Who knows? And yeah. and not only that, but even if you take what we know now or, or, or what was known, you know, six or eight weeks ago, uh, even about this this pandemic and the impact it's had on a lot of people's lives, a lot of people have, have been forced to, to change jobs or even move into state, uh, for example, <laughs> uh, as a result. Uh, and, and, you know, what that does then for people's capacity and ability just to get their cars ready and, and from a financial standpoint to, you know, to get to a race meeting like the Nationals. And, and um, yeah, look, I think this is, it's the right decision. It's a classy move by IP Queensland to uh, be upfront and uh, and very proactive about it. Fully agree. Um, uh, it's probably the right decision for the category. So, well done, IP Queensland, and looking forward to having Drew on the show, uh, hopefully fairly soon, to talk through that. So, uh, Drew, I haven't forgotten about you. Uh, I'll be in touch with you soon to uh, set that up. But uh, as we talk about racing not happening at the Nationals, there is, in fact, race racing uh, dates beginning to be announced, and, in fact, some racing that has already happened. So... Uh, New South Wales, Queensland, South Australia, Tasmania, West Australia, all opening up. Uh, I'm not sure about Northern Territory. It's the only state that I wasn't able to get clear dates on, even though I know that Northern Territory 
uh, as a state have have been sort of they were one of the first to talk about reopening racing but um yeah I've, uh, i'm just not sure whether they've got any dates going yet so that's good interesting uh, times though at race meetings and we'll talk a little bit about i think the results in new south wales soon and i was at that meeting very strange uh, each car only being able to have one crew member with it and and there was some very unusual sort of social distancing type rules around uh, movement around the pits and congregation and and um, all sorts of things so you know but that's that's the world we live in now so uh, it's good just to be able to get back on track so with racing reopening obviously some clubs are beginning to run their general meetings uh, i know that there's in fact as we record this, this is the 7th of july um i believe there is an ipra new south wales general meeting on this afternoon so so i'm not sure if your clubs are having meetings or whether or not they might be you know done by skype or zoom or whatever um but well uh, if new south wales skyped we wouldn't be having this conversation yeah probably yeah. <laughs> it anyway. is uh, it's look um it's yeah. That, that, I, I will admit that that was interesting. I, I you know I, I think most people are moving now to this sort of online type of meeting arrangement now. In a in, in a apart in a from most of the world so, is apart yes. from that, with our new world that we're living in with this COVID thing, I thought it was a no brainer that all the clubs would want to use the work from home technologies that are more widely accepted now. Yeah, I had to jump in because I'm a little bit disappointed that. Uh, well, I'm. I am certain that uh, some uh, IPRA New South Wales committee members will probably hear this, and hopefully you can take that on board as a suggestion, perhaps as a <laughs> uh, moving forward. But um, I mean, uh, look, uh, it is. Yeah. Anyways, I do hope that something's achieved, and I do hope that we have some reporting coming out of that meeting. Obviously, it's. You know, the world isn't standing still, and I know that at least pre-COVID, there were a lot of discussions around things like tyre tenders and uh, potential rule changes going on. So hopefully that communication is, is is available to club members, even who are not at the meeting, and that we know what's going on. So, But your own club, uh, wherever you are around Australia, uh, if meetings are taking place, uh, please get involved if you can, subject to social distancing and safety and everything else, because racing is starting to get going again, and, and uh, it's great to support your club and uh, learn what's happening in terms of the future of, of the category and your club's upcoming events. So, yeah. And speaking of rule changes, have you heard any news on the outcome of the famous Boss Block survey that took place earlier this year, Mick? Well, what would have it achieved anyway? It wasn't a rule change. It was a survey. So you're not going to get actual information and tangible information to be able to make a decision on how to change a rule, never alone the process that needs to follow to change a rule afterwards. But hopefully, the one thing that the, the survey has done is widened, and it wasn't a boss block survey, it was a motorsport block, aftermarket block survey. Yes, true yeah. enough. Sorry, yeah. I, I should, yeah. yes. So let's, yeah. We sorry. all know it's about, it's originated from the boss block saga, let's call it. But yeah, like I, I don't know how it could have turned into anything anyway, apart from widening people's perspective of maybe the kind of Pandora's box that's being opened, you know, mm. that could happen. So that's good. I think it, if if it made people think about what might happen if we're not careful about the journey that could happen after this, then I think it's a good thing. And I definitely think it was a good thing that IPRA put it out for everyone to ask for their opinion on. So I'm happy it happened, but I don't know how it could change a rule. 
don't. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. I mean, my expectations might have been somewhat less developed than 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 maybe that. I guess my thoughts were more along the lines of. Uh, I was given the opportunity to participate in a survey. Thank you very much, IPRA Australia. I think good initiative to to seek input from your members. Now that I've provided my input, it would be nice to know at least what the outcomes of the survey were, not necessarily, you know, we're going to change the rules or anything, but what do the IPRA Australia community think? And are my thoughts aligned with the broader you know, population of members, and 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 I guess I was just maybe thinking maybe some results, yeah, it's you like know, a the actual outcomes. Though, right? yeah. yeah, you know, I, yeah. Um, it's like a uh, so. I like. Anyways, um, not sure if if there was any plans to do that or whether it was just a survey, just to solicit information rather than you know sort of something that would then, in terms of results, be shared with the broader membership. But um, anyways, uh, I'm um, yeah, still happy it happened, but just wondering whether there will be any actual outcomes from it so we'll see recent results so i mean there's really only one meeting to to talk about so far and that was the and not just because it was an amazing meeting and great to see so many diverse cars in one race it's because it was literally the only thing we (laughs) pretty much and um the first i guess major televised racing event in australia for a while Uh, and by televised it was pretty cool wasn't it it was live streamed on on blendline tv uh, for those of you who aren't aware and and i think that um the recording of the meeting is still on youtube 13th of july uh sorry 13th of june my apologies. Um, it was held at Sydney Motorsport Park, uh, and as you say, combined field, uh, forty-five Three, cars originally entered, something like that. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think I think a couple might have dropped out before the day began. Mine probably shouldn't have uh, ever run, but we'll talk about that maybe. Well, later. you know, I was about to say that I was very happy to watch the Blendline footage, you know, because I got to see it live. But mm-hmm. I would have much preferred to see it live from your seat. But you know, we'll oh, talk about God. that soon. <laughs> Look, um, yeah, it was, and, and I think also a, a, an illustration of, of um, you know, the popularity of combined fields. Uh, I guess f- from a spectator so standpoint, much better. there's so a lot much of racing. There's always something happening somewhere in the field, and uh, and um, yeah, I mean, even my 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 car didn't make it through the weekend but I stayed to watch the racing and um and it was it was great the 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 big field uh cars of different speeds different strengths and weaknesses around the track uh and um yeah look it was it was good so and, and sensational Kurt like, yep absolutely yeah oh so Kurt, Kurt so you might want to talk about that so Kurt McCready um uh, coming out on top uh in the outright standings so I was I had a little chat to Kurt after Wakefield and this went it's it's so obvious about racing at Wakefield how he can't show his true corner speed or the corner speed that he can show. And similar to uh, Graham Watts when he gets stuck in traffic and not out by himself, that, that both like the Sylvias as a platform, either in overs or unders, make all their lap speed from corner speed. Their corner speed is so high, which means that they don't need to slow down as much and that means they don't need to accelerate as much in general because they're not they're carrying so much speed and inertia through the corners. But if you are stuck to another car's turning speed, you have to slow down to their speed. You can go through the middle of them. It's not recommended. <laughs> no one really likes when people do that, you no. know. And it's very obvious. And when, when I was watching at Wakefield, it was great to watch, you know, Kurt, and uh, Ryan and 
uh, in the little Barina and also um, Justin in the Honda, racing and dicing and all seeing the different strengths in in all different drivers and cars. But you could tell on a clear lap, Kurt would have just bolted. Yeah. But he never got the clear lap at mm. at, at Wakefield. So you see, you see when Eastern Creek, Sydney Motorsport Park, as you know yourself, the, with the long corners, that the corner speed may, means a fu- much higher percentage of gain to your lap speed than it does at Wakefield. Yep. So it really showed, like, Kurt was the class of the field. I'm, we all knew the Kingy was going to be the fastest because he's done so much development on that. He's a champion driver. He's got it sorted. We all knew he was going to rip through, right? But mm-hmm. I don't think anyone expected to see Kurt easily outclass that whole field apart from mm. like yep. Easily. He looked so good in that car. That car held so much corner speed and he kept it so neat and tidy and used the car for it. I wish I could have went to the track and I was hanging. No one didn't have a pit crew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I couldn't get along to even help. I knew some Pulsar Cup guys that, you know, I could have gone through, but as you mentioned before, with the strange social distancing and everything, they had to pack up and leave after their race. Yep, yep. So even if I went there to help those guys, I couldn't hang around and watch. So I thought, well, looks like the live stream it is for me. But, yeah, Kurt was Kurt was amazing. Everyone else did exactly as I thought, but I think Kurt, Kurt has been mooted as the class of the field for the last couple of years, apart from a couple of others that we don't need to talk about because we've spoken about them heaps, that Kurt was maybe a bit young and not as experienced as them yet. But if anyone doubts Kurt's speed now after watching that and his ability to to rise even with more horsepower around him and he's still got to show his car speed and outclass them, I think, yeah, I, I was well impressed. I thought Kurt did an amazing job. Yeah, Absolutely have to amazing job. Have to echo that, mate. And having been there watching it, he kept it so tidy. And 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 I don't know if it's him or the car because you know that sometimes the car, some cars are just hard to get off the line. But he he doesn't make it easy for himself. Even like the BMWs just smoked him off the line. Yeah. Absolutely smoked him. So you know, he, it's not as if he just got out in front and wasn't challenged. He had to work his way back through and he did that within a couple of corners of every first lap that yeah. I saw. Yeah. And and so, you know, again, and not always the easiest place to pass uh, at Eastern Creek either, you know, especially in a car where you are relying on corner speed uh, with cars that have a bit more stick in front of you. So, yeah, look, well done, Kurt. It was great to see. Yeah, I think um, I hope he keeps it up for the rest of the year. I hope he's able to, um, to continue that momentum going forward. I think there might be some unders guys who would like to get a little closer, but um, looks like they've got a bit of work to do because Kurt's really showing uh, some great speed. So well done, right, Kurt. Seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah, seconds yeah. Uh, and um, and obviously there was, as you say, interesting that um, that Kingy turned up. Uh, he hadn't entered until <laughs> the last minute. Shows up. Runs a race. He qualified actually right at the back. And yeah, I he just rolled like, around for a couple yeah, of laps. Didn't just, even qualify. Yeah. Probably just for a bit of fun, I think. Uh, yeah. And then cuts through the field, finishes his second. His coffee was ready. So he came <laughs> back in, warmed up a bit, <laughs> had his coffee. And then, yeah, won the second race and, and then decided not to stick around for the third because, um, well, you know. I think I was either a date with Tom Cruise or Mum's cooking a roast or whatever old Australian ad 
you know, insert here is the funniest thing to say, but yeah. Like, in, any, in any event, it was good to briefly see <laughs> the fastest Evo. The champ. Can I yeah. say the fastest Evo in Australia? I think it is. Oh, look. It, Evo in Australia, so, all right, like, now that you're down in South Australia, I kind of have to put the little claws in here. The, the only time I've seen Andy and Michael on the same trick track together is Bathurst. And Andy yep. was in front of Kingy the whole right. time. So I... Like someone, I'm happy for someone to comment on your little Facebooky thing and say, "Hey, that's not true." But every video I've seen from Bathurst, when they were both on the track together, that Andy Sandaris was in front of Kingy, and which is I'm not saying that Kingy wasn't doing a good job because the guy was racing in the production cars as well. He's done tons of laps around there. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's mm-hmm. doing. He's fast. So I'm putting a big up to Andy that he must have that car sorted and fast to be able to be in front of Michael on a track that we assume horsepower beats corner speed at, at yes. Bathurst. A pretty yes. easy assumption because there's only, you know, a quarter to a third of the lap where corner speed actually helps you around Bathurst. The rest is yes. all horsepower. Yes. So for him to be in front, you know, and not have Kingy and then they weren't really, that was kind of a line of stone for a couple of laps from memory. But, yeah, my memory is that Andy beat Kingy every time. So to say it's the fastest Evo, I don't think we can. I you think would have we... to say, and there would definitely be an argument to suggest that. Oh, yeah, and if these two guys <laughs> want to, you know, throw something down and go to a nationals together and go prove once and for all who's the fastest Evo, then we all win because yeah. we get to see two two great drivers in two great cars fighting it out. So Morgan yeah. Park, twenty twenty one. Morgan Park 2021, it's on. King King versus Sandaris. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Good track for the Evo, potentially. We'll see. But um, anyway, I guess the one small black sort of black mark on the meeting was that nasty red flag accident in race two. Uh, obviously, and luckily, it was a car that is common to find. And, you know, like tons of bits around. It's not an old, rare Ford that, you know, is hard to find. Oh, wait a second. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's completely wrong. It was a rare old Ford that people don't even see on the road anymore, never alone find the wrecking yard. Oh, my it, God. I had I had to say I shed a tear because I, I've, I've, I watched that car undergo a lot of prep at um, with the Wildridges um, in my numerous visits that I make up to visit Craig and Matt. And um, oh, it, was, it was heartbreaking. So Absolutely heartbreaking I'm, to see. I, I nearly said, and it was fast. Now... It wasn't fast. Like, I'm not kidding anyone here. But compared to what the expectations was, me, me seeing the Capri in still in under two-litre form, and if I was going to bolt together one of the worst packages, it would either be your 323 or that Capri <laughs> for under two-litre. <laughs> you know, like, if I had to yep. put on paper, like, what's not going to work in that class... And it was in front of a few overs cars, like, yep. that were similarly powered away. It, was handling well, it was looking good on the track, and it was being driven fairly well for something that should not look good at all in a yes. production. Yes. Maybe and with a turbo engine and look all right, or V6 maybe, yeah. but it has a four-cylinder under two-litre. Yeah. Well, I remember it too. I think that engine is a stock Duratech. It didn't have anything special under the hood because I think the um, the engine of the car was always to 
to build it into a V6 car eventually. So it was undergoing development, which is you know even more of a shame, I guess, when you look at how much damage it sustained. Um, it's 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 going to be a massive amount of work oh, it's to gonna repair. Have to be front car, um, right? Yeah. So um, front of the firewall's gone, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's very very serious. So I mean, the good news is that both drivers were 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 okay, but it was that was difficult to watch, I have to say. And, and um, a big a big prop too to the Celica. Yeah. Because if I was going to pick, apart from the '86, which I we everyone knows that I don't think is a good improved production car, even though I've heard rumours there's turbo ones being for sale now, so maybe there's going to be. Anyway, but that Celica shouldn't work in improved production either. Yes, like it's it's too heavy, and that series there's not really an engine you would pick. You know, you could put a beams in it maybe, but then what? You're gonna try and backwards develop something. You might as well use the ZZ that comes in, and mm. so yep. like it's not a fast car, but it was doing good. Yep, it, it was holding good car speed. It was not looking like poor in a straight line. It wasn't yeah. looking big and fat like I thought it would, and just doughy. Like it well, was going pretty damn good i believe that that was the car uh and i could be wrong here but i believe that is the car that won the under two liter championship in queensland last year so um oh right you know, i remember us talking about yes, none of us knew what it was right yeah, yeah. the front wheel drive Celica. so uh, i think that's the car i'm going to go away in editing and check that to make sure i'm not Incorrect. The miracle but, of editing, you'll know. Yes, that. I will check it. Um, but uh, yeah, and and while I talk about um, cars from interstate or from a long way away, worth pointing out, of course, first meeting for a long time in Australia, and and uh, we had a lot of Eastern Seaboard uh, friends, uh, a few from Victoria, uh, and one or two from Queensland. I think Matt Dwyer well, in that Celica, and also Graham Wilkinson from Queensland. I think. So I uh, think. Graham Wilkinson is actually technically northern New South Wales. Yes, yes. yes but, but, but he races in Queensland more often yes. than we've seen him down in New South Wales, so we'll count him as a as a Queenslander. And we had and I guess the same could be said for Lachlan McBrien in the BMW who actually performed pretty well for the weekend. So I'm gonna make a call out here and it's kind of a kind of a, a grid or a pit joke about all these standard engine BMWs being ah, run yes. around. Yet, I'm pretty sure Lachlan actually does have a standard M3 engine in that thing, and he got hosed in a straight line by those Victorian. Like, the Victorian one guys did very well, and thank you very much for coming up to New South Wales, putting on a good show. It's a very it's a shame to see that, that Nathan Robertson didn't get to, you know, get the results that he'd earned from his car speed all weekend from the first half of the weekend anyway. So, but, like, he just drove by Lachlan anytime he wanted in a straight line. Mm. So I know from hanging out with a few of the Victorians, they all do the inverted commas double <laughs> finger thing when they say standard engined BMWs. And I think we got to see the difference between a standard engine i'm doing that no one quote unquote i'm doing the quote sign like and one great job to all the victorians to come up eastern creek looks like an easy track but to hold to do good lap times here you have to have good corner speed so you have to work it out you can't just rely on the car that's underneath you got to drive even if you've got a good car you still need to know how to use it so well done to all the victorians that came up and also the queenslanders came down but it was obvious to me that Lachlan does not have the same 
standard BMW engine that the Victorians have. That's for sure. <laughs> so he's as he's there's, there's degrees of being standard. I guess I guess that for, has to be something different. Oh, for, for all you listeners out there, if you if you want a, a taste a flavour of, uh, of of the standard BMW engine discussion, go back to our Paul Vermeulen episode. Um, Paul, sorry, Paul Vuleman, who we interviewed uh, last year, and Paul. Had a good take, I think, on the quote-unquote standard engine BMWs of Victoria. But but look, um, welcome. It was great to have Andrew, Nathan, Lachlan, Graham, uh, Matt, and everybody else. Uh, I think I think that was it from outside who who came and, and raced with us. Look, you're always welcome to come and race in New South Wales. I shouldn't say that anymore. You're not, not a local anymore. anymore. Blasphemy, um, mate. Well, I'd, I'd like to think that, uh, as, a, as a as a as an IP New South Wales member, and I'm quite sure. Look, it was great to have everyone there, and everyone was super happy to see uh, some new people racing with us and um yeah it was it was it was a really great, great day show. of racing it was a great think, show to watch yeah say. yeah it's, for sure I, I watched the whole live all of it while i was working on in the in the shed on the rx7 and it was a very good show by everyone lots of good battles through the field it was well done everyone absolutely <laughs> <Thank you> for <laughs> for <laughs> For wetting the drought, yeah, for sure. And if you and if you didn't catch it, uh, or if you're a bit bored, go back and check out Blendline TV. All the footage is there, and um, and you'll see it. And I think um, Joey Joey Lenthal gave us some commentary, and thanks Joey for uh, for having some knowledge uh, and 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 uh, and sharing that with, with the listeners because yeah, that was also great. Other it was news, a welcome it was. Uh, I guess um, you know noting now that tracks are starting to open there's a lot of tracks open for practice around the country i'm pretty sure that goes for just about every state right now except for victoria uh which has gone back into lockdown so get your cars out on track give them a test i understand that there are a lot of well not a lot of but certainly a number of cars that have been parked up for a while that have had recent tests um i understand that a certain vk commodore from new south wales has had a test recently uh it's been off track for a little while and it'll be great to see that car back on track is that the blue meanie maybe all right coming back so yeah it'll be good and apparently it's uh, had a little bit of development so that'll be exciting and um, yeah, other cars that um, that are, I'm hoping will be joining us uh, for the next round in New South Wales. And I think racing is starting up all over the country. We'll talk about opening upcoming dates um, uh, in a little while. But uh, yeah, um, if you can't race, and then I mean, hopefully there'll be ways to follow it. I don't think spectators will be able to go and visit the tracks uh, at least uh, in the next couple of months but yeah hopefully there'll be there'll be ways to to keep on top of that and and to keep supporting the category even if you're not at the track but if you've got a car get get it ready and get it entered because um i mean there's no excuses you've had plenty of time so uh so let's let's um get them back on track and and uh and we can get racing again let's have a chat about um what's coming up in ip uh in the coming weeks and months many states are reopening so we do have some racing none in victoria at the moment again as we speak victoria's lockdown uh, and we uh, really do hope that things are okay for all our victorian listeners so uh, stay safe but we do have racing coming up uh, again at eastern creek Uh, we have another round at sydney motorsport park on the first and second of august so that should be good it'll be interesting to see what sort of conditions that meeting runs under hopefully blendline will be there again yeah, I haven't heard anything if they're going to, like, I don't know, I'm pretty sure it was a one-time deal for the last round, but, like, it would be very good, especially if we can't, we're not allowed to the track still. I'm looking forward to another big grid. It's split grids 
again. So I don't know if that's because it's just an opportunity and the club just took it straight away without even considering, you know, entry numbers or whatever. So they just went, yes, we will take that. Look, we all know what I feel about it. I can't believe that in these scenarios that we're even considering split grids already again. But anyway. Yeah, I will say, I think, I think, to, I guess, make a note of the fact that that first round that we ran back in June was an MRA race meeting. And um, obviously, um, Terry and the MRA folks uh, were keen to, with all the restrictions and pulsars and various other cars coming and going from the track, that MX-5 Cup doing the same thing, Super TT doing the the load up and, and they had enduros and we were racing sprint rounds between them. So I think they were keen to minimise from an organisational standpoint, the number of heats running for for that. So that would definitely have been a reason why they might have considered combined grids. And, and I, I know the racing was awesome, so, so you know. If it was separate grids at the that. first round, that would have been crap. Kurt That's, McCready deserves all the respect. Oh, and 100%. Being able to show. 100%. I will say that from a spectator standpoint, it was great to watch, and there's no doubt about that. What it does... What does seem to be happening, though, and I guess the point I was trying to get to there was that uh, with the MRA running, that gave a significant impetus to run a combined grid. Uh, this is, as I understand it, back to cams now and yep. a normal cam state round. Uh, and I think that they were always suggested that most of these rounds were going to run separate. So I yep. think that's why we're back to the old um, the the old style. Why. That's just why. Yeah, okay, that, fair enough. Right. I understand. But, but – and, and – and, our listeners all know how you feel about that, and 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 Mick, fair enough. You know, I mean, it's it's it, there's no doubt, and I think you're dead right that the race meeting on the 13th of June was richer for having June. a grid. Yeah, 13th of June is that what yep. I said? 13th of June. It was it was richer for having the combined grid. It was great, great spectating, great racing right through the field too. I don't think there were many people who had lonely races um, at any time, even towards the end of the weekend when there were a lot of DNFs and some cars, including mine, you know, not on the track. Uh, it was good, active racing throughout the field uh, pretty much all weekend and, and, and with little battles everywhere. And that's oh, that's what we all want, isn't it? So, yes, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, also on that weekend of the 1st and 2nd in August, uh, South Australia are, are hosting a meeting at Malala, so that'll be good to see, hopefully. Do you um, reckon you'll be able to get there and have a I watch? I would love to, actually. Really hoping I can get out there. Hopefully the um, restrictions let you. Yes, that there will be spectators permitted, uh, or if not, that I can find some lonely South Australian who wants to take the car out who needs a, 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 a pit crew member. I can swing a spanner. Um, <laughs> that well, You've but, built but, a whole car, so I'm sure I'll, they can... I'll have, I'll have a crack. I'll have a You crack. know, um, everyone has help building a car, mate. No, no one just built a absolutely. car Absolutely. Well, that's but true. you have built a whole car, and it's to credit to you, and I'm sure anyone that needs a little bit of a hand in SA would love to have you there. Hit and, me up through uh, the Facebook page if you need a pit crew member for the 1st and 2nd of August. Uh, but either way, if there are spectators allowed, I will do my very best to get out there. Uh, yeah, hopefully it's a hopefully it's a good meeting. Uh, the other thing, which is exciting, racing's restarting in Queensland. So Morgan Park are back on 28th and 29th of August, and that uh, hopefully will be a great opportunity for um, all the Queenslanders to get back on track. So that'll be good. I'm looking forward to see how big of a grid they can get. Yeah, because I think there's a lot of 
anticipation up there to get back on, especially since a lot of people would have been preparing for our nationals. So yep. I really hope for the Queensland club and everyone racing up there that they get, you know, a nice, big, exciting field that, you know, good mix of unders and overs all through yep. the field. So there's yep. good racing. And, and one or two yeah. new cars on track. I know Drew Lawrence is is uh, got a new S, S car that we to go yeah. and got, I don't know how Justin Keyes' Commodore is coming along, if but it, yeah. uh, if we'd love to up. see it on track. Yeah, um, wouldn't that be a nice story to talk about when absolutely. we do our next podcast directly after it? <laughs> sure. Stuff. Well, not our next one, but... Yeah, we'll, hopefully we'll have a couple before then, but yes, hopefully we can yeah. we can definitely have a chat about that. Uh, Barbara Gallo's actually got a race meeting this coming weekend as we speak, the Tanda Cup, which is open for IP uh, competitors in West Australia. So actually haven't had a chat with Ash for a little while. Uh, be interested to know uh, what the um, entry list looks like for that meeting. So um, hopefully that goes well and good is luck to our... Is that a combined other classes meeting or just an IP Tanda Cup? So it's an interesting. I, I did see the the West Australian Sporting Car Club. I think it is that's um, that's uh, running that meeting. Has a uh, I guess a schedule up, and I it's a two day meeting, but IP is only running on the Sunday, the twelfth, yep. and it looks to me like IP is running separately. So that's great. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, but I wasn't able to see an entry list on there. So if I can find any of that information, I will pop it on the facebook page uh for our listeners to check out simmons plains tasmania the hobart sporting car club i think are running a a meeting at simmons plains on the 23rd of august i think they actually had a meeting last weekend as well but i've had trouble confirming that or finding any results i think it was at baskerville but i'm not sure and i did um check on northern territory as well i even went so far as to contact uh, a friend up in darwin about whether they've had any dates and uh, I can't confirm any dates for the Northern Territory yet, even though I think they were one of the first states to announce that racetracks were reopening, uh, but I haven't been able to confirm that they've got any dates set up. I could be wrong about that and I'd be, would be happy to be corrected by a listener uh, out there. If you can confirm when Northern Territory are running, please uh, shoot me a message and I'll uh, uh, put that on the website. Um, yeah, so uh, racing is restarting uh, and looks to be pretty broad across Australia except for Victoria at the moment. So, um, get your cars ready, get them out racing. there, and um, we can, uh, yeah, hopefully start to, uh, I don't know, scratch the itch that some of us have probably had <laughs> over the past few months. So, um, yeah, get 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 the cars out there, and hopefully this this break will um, will enable us all to have cars that are ready to go. So, good stuff. Look, thanks again, mate, for your time tonight, and uh, thank you to our listeners. Thanks again to the volunteers who keep our sport running, uh, all the club people, everyone at the track, uh, everyone who helps a racer in IP prepare their car. You know who you are. If you're involved in the category and uh, and you love it, thank you. And thanks again to you, the racers, uh, who are keeping our category going. Thanks for uh, wrenching on your cars and getting them ready, getting them out to the track so that we can all have someone to race against. And look, we all hope to see you out on track soon as tracks are opening up around Australia. With that in mind, keep working on your cars, get them ready. Racing is slowly creeping back and in fact more than slowly creeping back uh, there are definite meetings almost everyone should have a meeting near them coming up in the next four to six weeks if not sooner so um uh yeah let's um let's get our cars back on track and let's enjoy the rest of the year uh that's left and um 
yeah, enjoy that time. Uh, remember to subscribe for future episodes, and thanks again for listening. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Mick. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, everyone. See ya. Take care.